0: Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast. We're bringing together the best technical leaders from across the Nordic region to discuss industry passions, challenges and ideas. I'm Rachel and I connect businesses with talented freelancers in the Swedish market.
1: Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. Thank you so much for listening and I really hope to hear from you soon, please enjoy the
0: rest of the podcast. Today I am joined by Jan, Stefan, Thomas and Marcus to discuss the importance of work-life balance. Before we delve deeper into this topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. I'd like to know who you are, what you do and what your biggest passion is currently. Stefan, would you like to kick us off?
2: Yeah, for sure. So my name is Stefan Fionomek. I'm currently a group manager at uh, Aktia, and we uh, we connect people, mostly using vehicles. And uh, what I do there is that I, I develop individuals and I develop teams, and that is a passion of mine as well in work, but I have other passions outside of work, like being creative in different kinds of ways.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Stefan. Thomas, would you like to go next?
2: Yeah, Sure. Uh,
1: my name is Thomas Falemou. Um, I'm an engineering manager at Bukio. Uh, we do accounting software for tiny companies, so one through 10 people. Um, my passion lies with uh, growing people uh, inside work and uh, outside work, improvised theater and board game creation.
0: Fantastic introduction. Thank you, Thomas. Marcus, would you like to go?
3: Yeah, sure. My name is Marcus Elvin, and I work as an associate for at or We build different products using Open Banking data. So all our products boils down to enriching transactional data, using transactional data in different use cases. So I work in a risk team, and we have different products for purposes. And what I'm passionate about at work now is getting together people with different competences and solve hard problems. That's something I really enjoy. And privately, I'm a big fan of food. I love to cook. I'm a, I'm a mini-pixiolo, you can say. Pizza is one of my big passions.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Marcus. And finally, Jan, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure.
4: I'm Jan Corpegaard. i I'm a software engineer uh, as a start, but uh, now I work as a product manager for ASCOM, a company I've been with for 25 years in a lot of different roles. Uh, I'm a father of three teen- teenagers as well. Uh, I like traveling and uh, alpine skiing. My passion is more about uh, helping people. And that's what I do at work uh, by providing good products to customers and uh, help them help their customers and patients, for instance, in the hospital. So, uh, the smartphone portfolio we, I manage um, is very much a, a tool for our customers to, to help others as well. Also, on the private side, I uh, like helping people in different ways. Um, Yeah, that's it.
0: Fantastic. Thank you Jan, and great introductions everyone. So now that we have established a context to each of you, let's move on to the topic in focus. So you all have a question or a statement on work-life balance. As usual, what I will do is I will work around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons behind it. Each of you will have the opportunity to give your take on the situation. So today, I would like to start with Marcus. I would like to start with your questions, as I feel like you have asked two very relevant and very important questions. So the questions that you wanted to bring to the table are, what does work-life balance mean to you? And also, how does working in tech affect work-life balance? Now, I would like to know where these questions came from, and I'm curious to know what work-life balance means to you in particular.
1: Yeah,
3: sure. Thank you, Rachel. So, starting with the first one, what does work-life balance mean to you? I think this is a very subjective thing, like it depends on on the individual. What, what is work like balance? Does it mean that you work all the time or you work on early? I mean, it's very different per individual. Or does it mean that you have time for your family or for your interests? So let's say you're playing in a band or playing music or want to make up time for traveling. So that's why I asked that question, because I have a sort of view of that. And a lot of people in the room view of it. Now, my second question, which is somewhat related, is also how tech affects how does tech working tech affect your work-life balance? Usually when you work in a tech company, it might be fast-growing, and on a customer questions or queries, this might be different compared to working, say, in healthcare, where you have another type of demand, for instance, or if you work in another industry, so that's why it would be interesting to hear what people in this room thinks about your experiences in tech and how that affects your work-life balance. So that's my we be seen
1: behind. And these two questions.
0: Absolutely. Who would like to kick us off with their um, opinions on work-life balance?
1: Um, Yeah. Um, Thomas here. uh, I think my ideal split would probably be 10 to 12 weeks vacation uh, and then working full-time the rest of the year. Um, It seems to be a tricky split to get the employers to agree to. Uh, It seems much easier to go down to 90% or 80% uh, every week. Um, So I haven't managed to achieve it yet. I've had the dialogue with multiple employers, um, but otherwise what's important about it to me is to strike the, the balance where I have enough energy to do both, like both but things at work properly, but also uh, do things properly outside work and not be too distracted or too tired in either of those areas. Um, and I guess going to into the, to the uh, tech affecting work-life balance, I'd say it is like freedom under responsibility, right? You You get a chance to be more flexible, but the risk is to get drawn in and not be fully off work at any time. Uh, it's at least my issues with it or my challenge.
0: Stefan, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, so work-life balance for me, I mean, it goes both ways, I guess, because I think mainly when we talk about work-life balance it's about not bringing work back, back to home. Uh, but I think it's important the other way around as well, uh, that I'd try to when I'm at work I can focus on work and that's the rationale behind the being able to focus on on my home life when I'm at home and I think part in keeping that um, work-life balance is is to have some kind of uh, resilience as well so that you can manage if if you have a stressful environment back at home with small kids they don't sleep you you haven't gotten any sleep all night (laughs) that you are able to handle that so uh, that you can manage at work as well. And uh, that is hard. It's easy to say, but uh, yeah.
0: Amazing. And Jan, what are your thoughts on this?
4: Yeah, the um, the concept of work-life balance, the first time I heard it, uh, the wording, so to speak, uh, it was uh, talked about uh, burning out uh, illness. And um, I think it's... Um, The word implies uh, there's a conflict between work and life. I don't think that is the case really because I think work is part of life. So I think it's important to balance all areas of life, including work, uh, and stay healthy. That's not uh, fully related to working less hours or or more hours. So I think, uh, I mean... Swedish healthcare uh, talks about four areas that they are, uh, have a mission to meet. The physical health, the mental health, uh, the social needs must be met as well. And also existential needs must be met mm-hmm. to, to be healthy. And maybe all of those areas can be met at work, but also can be met outside work. So the important thing is to find the balance in each of those areas. Uh, for instance, if if you if you have a very physical work, uh, you don't have to work out in the evenings. Or if you have, uh, I mean, you can find your existential needs by having a very meaningful job. Um, so then then you can address that area at work. But then you also have to compensate uh, the other areas outside of work. Uh, so I think. It's important to cover all those areas. Uh, about the tech area, if it's uh, how it affects the the um, uh, work-life balance working in tech. It's maybe not only in tech, but uh, definitely many of us in tech uh, are very passionate about uh, what we do um, about technology. Maybe that's why we we started to work. Uh, I mean, for myself, I started to code when I was. Um, maybe 10-15 years old, and then I continued and and, uh, grew into that role as a work. Uh, I have a friend who is a music teacher in elementary school, and sometimes she she says uh, she lost her passion for playing instruments, and uh, I can somewhat relate to that, because uh, too much of what what you like to do, uh, doing it daytime, then you lose the passion, really. So it's a balance to find uh, between um, what you love to do and what you have to do as well.
0: I can see a lot of nodding heads throughout that. I feel like everyone's in agreement with you there, Jan. But is there anything that anyone would like to add um, onto Jan's point there?
2: No, I can just... Uh, I think it's important that you bring up these different aspects of health, uh, And I mean... I don't think that we, at least in my experience, we don't talk a lot about, like, uh, meaning of life at work. But at the same time, that is something that is important for all of us. And Maybe we don't have those kind of discussions at home either. So, yeah, maybe it's something for everybody to reflect upon.
4: <laughs> yeah, probably it's a different times in life as well when you feel those needs. Not only existential needs, but uh, also the other areas.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I guess it also depends where you are in you, 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 your life at the moment, do you have kids or you single, or do you have a job that requires that you travel a lot? Then work might become more equal to your life than life itself, because work is everything you might be doing, right? You just suppose that and feel the rot in the long run. That that might be well, what you see as your work life bad because where you're at, we are delighted at the moment is mainly about, the, or the other way around. Life is everything. You have five kids and that takes up the, the majority of your time. The work might not be as important for your existential well-being, as you said there. Then then it's more about your family. That's an important part.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Amazing. it makes total sense that, uh, like, it's about defining the wider balance. I think you said that really well, Jan, that we, like, not only between these two two things, but everything in life and all the aspects. And I think that that covers the whole thing in a really nice way.
0: Absolutely. Great discussion there. Stefan, I'd like to kind of come on to you next because I feel like your um, question um, kind of relates to this in a way. So Stefan, you know, your question was how does technology play into your ability to achieve work-life balance? Now, I feel like this is a very relevant question to all our listeners, you know, in the tech community. So can you kind of introduce us to this question a little bit more and tell me your initial thoughts on it?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So uh, for me, I mean, when I get stressed or when I have a lot of things to to think about, uh, one thing that is really good for me is to try and put all of the thoughts out of my head (laughs) And, and try to not think about everything all at once. And there, I think that within technology, we have some tools and we have different applications that can help us with those kind of management tasks or uh, coaching, etc. Uh, so we don't have to do everything within our own heads. We can get some guidance. <laughs> um, and 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 I am using some some tools for for, for keeping my work life balance in check. So I, I just wanted to hear about your other others, what, what your thoughts are, and if you have some good practices or lessons learned.
0: I'm curious first, Stefan, about what um, tools you use that you mentioned kind of briefly there. Do you, do you mind telling us what they are?
2: <laughs> so, yeah, having a wife, two kids with uh, activities, uh, I think the uh, the major success within uh, our teamwork <laughs> is a, uh, a common calendar <laughs> where we can schedule everything, so it's it's crystal clear what are we supposed to do and who is responsible for it so that we can manage our time uh, correctly i think that's the uh, most crucial tool that we use on a daily basis because that that uh, that makes me I, I don't have to keep everything within my head if i'm uh, curious about what i'm expected to do i, I can just uh, have a look in my calendar uh, th- that's the uh, where i have the the answer
0: I'm curious about everyone else. Do you use any kind of tool similar to what Stefan has mentioned or anything different that you use?
2: Yeah, I
4: can continue there. Uh, we also use uh, Google Calendar in, in uh, our family, but I find it uh, difficult to have everyone update and add uh, their activities. I'm quite uh, consistent on my side, but uh, not always the other ones. Uh, so we have taken another tool, uh, not a high-tech one, but uh, a low-tech, uh, which I picked up from uh, work as well, uh, a whiteboard. So every week, every Sunday evening, we, we have a whiteboard meeting in the family. Um, we, we collect all activities and, and put it on the whiteboard. And that is the, the planning for the week, including what uh, we will have for dinner and who is going to make it, for instance. So uh, that's a, a very good tool, I would say. Mm-hmm. Nice
2: scrum for families <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i'm i can jump in next then yeah um I, I wouldn't say i'm using any kind of shared tools in that sense but then we are only two that needs to coordinate that makes a lot of difference Um, uh, i do add a lot of uh my fiance's uh like major stuff into my calendar uh just noting that it's hers so that i know when they happen um so in a way but but uh on my uh, on my uh, responsibility to add it in there. Um, other than that, no 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 tools. I think.
0: How about you, Marcus?
1: Yeah, I mean these are great
3: tips. Well, I'm not using these type of tools. I guess the the only tool I'm using, which is also kind of little thing, is that when I, well like, like me and my fiance we, before we go to bed, we we for before even watch TV or whatnot. We we kind of said that before we go to the bedroom, we leave our mobile phones outside of the bedroom was kind of a low-tech solution. But that actually helps me because before doing this, I was always looking at my mobile phone notifications before I had one phone for work. And privately, now I have two phones. That's maybe also another solution. Keep keep, it, keep your phone separate because they don't get these slack pings and whatnot or might accidentally even get emails. So that that's kind of the, the low-tech tool that has helped me. We, we did try with the shared schedule sometimes, but I think you said it was kind of hard for us to... Keep keep synced and keep them updated, but I like the whiteboard session. We do have a whiteboard that we use for a training programs and go try try out.
4: I can add also uh, to find balance in different parts of life. There are lots of tools. For instance, uh, training apps for uh, finding physical health, uh, or uh, podcasts to find mental health, or. Uh, I don't know about uh, social media to find uh, social health, but uh, it at least helps keeping uh, contact with people. So, yeah. yeah, there are lots of different uh, tech technologies Not. to to
2: keep the balance in life. I mean, nowadays you can use uh, ChatGPT as well as a coach uh, different <laughs> topics.
4: ChatGPT solves everything
3: for you.
2: That's to see better work like balance. You should have asked ChatGPT
3: beforehand. <laughs> yeah
0: i feel like that's a whole topic in itself chat gpt at the (laughs) moment like we could go on a massive deep dive into that and i am curious though about you know you're asking how technology plays into your ability but what about um like this is my own question now but the opposite kind of putting technology to one side do you guys find that you're you know in the outdoors a lot you know how do you find work-life balance in the kind of opposite.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can jump in first. Uh, no one else is jumping at it. Uh, but uh, no, for me, a major outlet for me, like a major disconnect from from any th- everything technical uh, is the improvised theater things I do. Uh, when you go in there and it's all about imagining, it's all about listening to the other people, it's all about being in the moment. There is no room in your head for anything else. So that's a really efficient way to just clean it out or cleanse it from all thoughts about work.
0: Absolutely. Any other thoughts on that?
1: I did
4: a silent retreat uh, for five days a couple of years ago. Uh, Then I also was disconnected. Uh, I I sent SMS messages to my family once a day, but uh, that's it. And it really uh, gave an insight that... uh, to 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 make space for thoughts you really have to disconnect and, and uh, remove other stuff in life so it's uh, healthy to do that from time to time
3: oh yeah that's interesting i think five days would be a bit too much for me more alone with my thoughts but maybe a, a mini version of that is when i'm not running at least because that's usually what do. after a long day at work i'm not running for let's say an hour then i'm kind of this i leave all the work stuff at home now running alone by myself, enjoying the nature, you know, exercising, that that I found kind of helped me quite a lot to talk about using TechCat mode.
2: And I do something uh, similar like that. I have a daily habit of going out on a walk during the lunches, and then I leave my work phone at work so I don't get distracted by emails or anything oh. else Then I can just try to recharge for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Jen, I'd like to come on to your questions now because I feel like they are quite um, similar to the topic we kind of broached there. your questions were um, does it actually matter what you do in your spare time and also how do you balance coming home from a stressful work day with other commitments that you have in your life and you know you can't avoid and i know i particularly struggle with the latter question so i'm really interested to hear you know your thoughts on these and why you brought this to the table
4: Mm. yeah so i guess everyone can relate to having a stressful day and uh, how it impacts the way you talk to to your families or loved ones so uh, it has definitely an impact um, maybe also can relate to uh, having done something at, at your spare time which has an impact on how you work or how you do your work uh, back in the days before i got married i um, The first thing I did when I came home was to switch on the computer and then take the jacket off. So I continued to do what I did at work, also at home. Uh, But then when I got married, my wife quickly Mm -hmm. taught me to uh, do something different at home, which I now, 20 years later, uh, appreciate a lot. So uh, um, now I try really to to differentiate between work life and uh, the, the life outside work. And I do that by geography. So I work when I'm in the office and when I'm not in the office, I do not work. Of course, it can be long days at the office sometimes. And uh, sometimes uh, I have to work from from home as well, but uh, that's not the typical uh, days, so to speak. Um, so on the spare time, And sometimes I I have to do similar things as I do at work. For instance, I've been chairman of the board in the church I I go to uh, for several years. And that's very similar to being uh, sort of a leader at work and taking responsibilities, uh, helping out uh, people in in, uh, my family with the computers and uh, stuff like that. And that's also something I I do at work, but um, yeah, um, also in my spare time. So I'm good at it. I I like to do it. Others appreciate it. And um, as long as it does not impact my work, uh, maybe it's even uh, good to do something like that on your spare time. Um, So my question is really, how does that affect work-life balance and what other things can you do to to uh, balance out the stressful day at work? Uh, so, how do you spend your your spare time? Do you also do s- same thing at your spare time as you do at
2: work? Uh, no. Or <laughs> out, but or uh, but I mean I I develop uh, my, my kids in some sense <laughs> exactly as I develop individuals at work, but. Uh, I try to not treat my uh, colleagues as children, so (laughs) maybe I shouldn't compare that too much. But uh, otherwise, I I think it's important to do something completely opposite to what you do at work. Otherwise, at least for me, I would be bored up some time, I think, if I just realized that I do all the same things over and over again. I mean, I I need at least some kind of variation in life to keep it interesting. Uh, so for me, I, I like to do something more creatively, creatively uh, in my spare time. So for example, creating stuff with my hands, like renovating on the house or building something or painting something or playing uh, an instrument in order to be more creative. Uh, something that I i haven't brought my guitar to work yet, at least. Uh, maybe I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's how I how I keep an imbalance at least.
3: Maybe I can take next then. To... Uh, for me, I think it's an interesting question because do you do the same thing at work on your spare time? I mean, I, I play in a band with four of my colleagues, so I'm meeting <laughs> the same people on my spare time that I see almost every day. But the funny thing is that when I play the bass in the band, so I'm like the rhythm guy. <laughs> when 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 we meet each other and practicing every weekend, we never talk about work. We're still isolated, but still it's the same people that I meet almost every day, either remotely or in person, but uh, none of us are focused on work at that moment, which I think is quite interesting because I, b- I believe that this time together is something we all used to, you know, we charge our batteries. As, as you mentioned uh, there, Stefan about the creativity, but it's not never about work, which I think is interesting with the same type of people. There's something else that I did with my fiance is to bring milk food, milk cooking food. All type of cuisine basically and you know, like now we had a pizza period but we have all type of food and that's also if you think about it you work together with another person you might delegate the task and so on someone might take more lead so it's still not work but it's still work related tasks you can still think of that you're working together to get food or sustenance but you're not thinking about work so sometimes i think they do <laughs> coincide but differently here um yeah but how to balance yeah i mean I, I think that the small thing cookie you together with my fiance kind of helps that and the bad day because we both talk about how the day was um, took cooking something interesting let's say uh steal or whatnot and then we go on doing something more interesting than even just while it's trading or what should see the show or whatnot,
1: so. yeah I, I agree totally on the fact like the recharging part and i think that's what just differentiates it from me, like, a good activity for my spare time is something that I gain back more energy from than I spend on it. Uh And in various periods, that's different things. But it tends to be something a bit more creative rather than not. Um At least while I'm in this kind of role, it's been the case. So I think it comes back to what you mentioned initially, Jan, about the balance. Uh, like, that, that part is a bit not there in my work life, so I need that in my spare time, like try and balance that out.
0: Absolutely. Any other thoughts on this question, guys? No. Okay. No worries. <laughs> um, I would like to move then on to um Thomas's question. So you wanted to discuss the work-life reinforcement loop and particularly how to break the negative variants of this loop. And I was hoping that to begin with, you could kind of explain to us what you mean by this work-life reinforcement loop and then also what the negative variant of this loop kind of looks like. So could you tell us more about that, please?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I was expecting that set up a bit because um, it was just a wording that came to my mind when I wrote the question, so I don't expect it to be a, a set term that everyone knows what it is. Um, to me, the work-life reinforcement loop is about basically what you were talking about on the last question, Jan, with where a stressful day at work feeds into your uh, free time or um, or something happening in your free time feeds into your uh, work uh, life. And a good example is just that like you have you have a bad day at work, you get home and you're tired and you're easily annoyed, and uh, maybe your fiance or your kids does or says something and you react more strongly than what you normally would. And suddenly you're in an argument and then maybe that ends up with having you're having a bad night, and then next morning you're tired and you're going to work, and now you're more easily annoyed at work, and then it just feeds into each other right now. Uh, and in exactly the same way, it works if it's a positive reinforcement, right? You're, you're happy and relaxed at home. You get a good night's sleep. You come in and you're, you're rested and you feel happy. And that brushes off on your colleagues. So there's less friction, or less things to deal with. Uh, and then you come home and you're even more like, you haven't had a better day. So you, that feeds, feeds into itself as well. And uh, of course, the latter of those is, is the one we would ideally get all the time. Uh, but there are occasions where we end up in the negative variant. And then it's about, okay, how do we, one, identify that it's happening, and two, uh, how do we break it? What can we do? That's basically the question.
0: Fantastic. Who wants to kick us off with this?
4: I can be first this time.
0: Um, I think
4: structure and order might be a good tool here. Uh, I mean... um, Time management is one part, but also the the structure and, and how you address the different uh, areas of your life. Um, uh, I think it's important to um, reflect over how much time you spend at work and how much time you spend uh, with your family. In, in this case, for instance, um, if you reflect over how much uh, each component of your life is worth for you and what's most important and then reflect how, how much time you spend on the different areas obviously you you typically have to spend eight hours a day at work so maybe that is not an option to to decrease but uh, if you work uh, two hours overtime every every day and spend less time with the family mm. there's probably an option to to uh, reflect of that and uh, uh, decide and I think that part the decision to, to actively decide is what actually makes a change here so you can reflect without uh, making any changes but if you if you actively take decision and take control of the situation uh, then uh, there there might be a change also on the on the negative uh, reinforcement loop uh, as you put it there. Um, change management is probably a different topic, so we we should probably not go into that here uh, either. But um, I think that is also something to work on uh, to do the changes successfully and, and make them last. So, yeah, again, uh, it's about fi- finding balance in all parts of, of life, I would say.
0: Fantastic. Um, Stefan, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I can, with, with the risk of repeating what you just said, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I think that it's it, it, I mean, it is important to stop and reflect because I mean it 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 uh, it's certainly different depending on the individual and on the situation, uh, what is what is actually needed in order to break the loop. But uh, I mean, you have to recognize what is the actual problem here? what is what is going on, what is lacking? what um what am I getting too much of to Linlov? Uh, and try to to understand if you need to prioritize self-care am i treating myself <laughs> as best as i i need to in order to to uh, uh, be resilient and handle uh, stress or hardships in life and uh, at the end of the day maybe set up some kind of boundaries uh, in order to leave work at work and keep uh, keep everything in check but uh, I mean, this might be hard to do by uh, by yourself uh, out in the out in the forest, sitting on a rock. <laughs> maybe you need some support. Maybe pro- some kind of professional support, or maybe just a close friend that can can just listen and maybe ask the right questions in order for you to understand what you need to do.
0: Amazing, Marcus. What are your thoughts on this?
3: Yeah, um, many good points have been raised there, but I kind of like this one: ask you for external help because I think. One thing we often forget is that if you live with somebody or you have friends that you can talk to, and by only asking them or by simply asking, hey, do you think we don't see each other enough? For instance, or, have you noticed that uh, have you, before? Have you noticed that we don't spend any time on the weekdays together? That I think is a clear warning sign that maybe you're putting too much time on work or working over. And uh, usually, in my, in my experience, Sometimes it might be hard to realize yourself that okay, something is not okay at the moment. You might be to focus on, let's say, work or a project you're doing. And whatnot. But if you hear from a close relative or somebody close to you, you should people stand up and reflect, okay, this isn't good, right? Something is not what it's supposed to do. Uh, but that's also coming back to what John said about structure and and prioritizing your change, right? If you have structure for, not, let's say, not working home every day of the week, you go to the office at least three times a week, then that probably will help. Because many of us, due to the pandemic and everything, you worked home, mm. a majority of the time, maybe you didn't take lunches because you sat by the computer and ate at the same time by working. And then instead of stop working at uh, five, you might, you might see one or two X hours because it's too easy, right? To sit close to the computer, but that can be output structure or have a timer. It might sound silly, but I sometimes use a timer for myself, okay, now it's uh, a quarter past five and say i have not allowed to work at least i need to take a break for two three hours so that's also things more things i think one can do again by changing the structure of how you do things
4: yeah i think also yeah. it would, would be worthful to, to mention that uh, not everyone are the same uh, different things can be stressful to different people and uh for me, for instance, I, I can be more stressed over having too many uh, social interactions at the same time, uh, rather than having too much of uh, email inflow at, at work. So, uh, maybe you could um, um, yeah, start to look at where are the stressful uh, points in life uh, before you actually act. And then... Uh, maybe not a technical tool, but at least a um, method that is uh, used in technology areas is the plan, do, check, act cycle. So not just plan, do, plan, do, plan, do, but uh, actually stop and, and uh, check and act if, if uh, the changes you have done is uh, really making a difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome points around. Um, Absolutely. I I just want to chime in with, uh, I I think it's interesting that uh, all the answers were aimed towards uh, work is the stressor. Um, And I think that's where we all go uh, if we don't specify that it's the other way around. Uh, But uh, I think... uh, it can start from that way around as well, right? You can it can start for it can start from from oh I had a, like I had a, a, an argument with my fiance and then I coming in and I'm and I'm, I'm in a really bad state coming into work and then that spreads because I'm now grumpy for no reason and people get like what's going on um, and I think uh, there was some really nice uh, thoughts here about identifying like when it happens to others right reaching out and asking for help but also asking people what's going on. If when someone is not their normal happy self, right? Uh, and it's a tricky question to answer, uh, ask, though, because <laughs> it might not help if you get that question exactly worded <laughs> like that.
2: Or why are you so grumpy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wording is
4: important. <laughs> yeah, another thing I thought of is, I don't know if you have heard the concept of a third place. Uh, a place outside work and outside home. No, not. Uh, there, there are. I have heard uh, ideas about uh, that everyone needs a third place. It could be uh, like in my case a church, it could be a pub, it could be a um, um, football club or whatever. A uh, third place uh, where you have close friends, where you have um, uh, someone uh, that can see those um, stressful uh, situations and And are not afraid of asking so that could be also help or or um yeah finding or identifying those situations when when you need to to do changes and that's great
0: amazing um well we've kind of gone through all of your questions there everyone but we've had some amazing discussions and you've all brought some amazing questions to the table Now, what I'd like to do, you know, before we wrap up is kind of talk about the key takeaways from this, at least from me listening and being the host today. My key takeaways are that as much as we would like work and life to be separate, it is coexistent. There's no changing that. But how important it is to have a support circle, whether that's work friends or friends at home and also to manage your time effectively. But I'd love to just go around each of you quickly and just get your kind of important takeaways that you found from this session. So um, Stefan, I'm going to pick on you first, but what are your important takeaways?
2: Yeah, I mean, when we talk about this, everything sounds so easy. Just do this and that, and then everything will be in balance. Uh, I don't don't know about you, but I don't always find a balance in life. but i think that i mean we are complex as individuals and when we interact with each other life becomes even more complex with a bit bigger variations going on so i think it's important to have these kind of like uh, best practices or that we know about these stuff but try to find some kind of like um feel good about that it won't always be perfect but maybe we can just try to make the best out of the situation and reassess and try to, to improve it if we feel that it's too bitter, bitter, too much currently.
0: Absolutely. Jan, I'm going to pick on you next. What are your key takeaways from this session?
2: Yeah,
4: I, I can totally agree with what you said, Stefan. But um, um, even if I know about it, I, I, I think I need to make it more aware for myself that it's important to take help from others sometimes. So that would be my
1: key takeaway.
0: Absolutely. And um, Thomas, what was yours?
1: Yeah, I think it it comes down to what you mentioned initially, Rachel, like the it's all interconnected and it's all like balancing it's about balancing all of life and not only work, not only the out like time outside work. It's a different areas outside work as well. And and we need supporting partners or friends in all of these areas. Uh, it, it, we need other people to help us identify when we're heading in the wrong direction.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And finally, Marcus, what is your key takeaway?
1: Yeah, good question. All, all the good things have already in the
3: center. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's
3: see what I can say. Maybe I can just summarize here, but we we're talking about be, don't be afraid of asking people for help or having these support systems, and that it's maybe more of a journey than rather having a a final plan or a detailed recipe all the time, I we'll try to mm-hmm. continue this journey to become better. Yeah, for me, I think about stress instance. That's typically a thing is, well, you get okay with stress management for some time, but then for different reasons, you get stressful when it's in the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe what I would like to say is that even though it sounds that it's not always easy to handle this, I do believe that some small tweaks in your life can help you. Like I think you mentioned about structure or, you know, you meet your friends or you have some sort of extra activity in your spare time, it might sound silly, but at least doing that and investing that I think will Mm. make you better off at least from without 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 going to the
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you all for your key takeaways there. I hope that our listeners, um, you know, can take something from this and hopefully improve their own work-life balance. But before we end the podcast, um, you know, unfortunately our time has come to an end. But I would like to say thank you so much to all of our guests for sharing their thoughts today. So they have been Jan, product manager at Ascom, Thomas, engineering manager at Bokyo. Marcus, Associate Product Manager at Tink. Stefan, SW Line Manager at Actia Nordic AB. If you would like to participate in a future podcast or would like to discuss how we can help you find the perfect next addition to your team, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I would like to say again, thank you to all of our guests and thank you to all of you listening. We hope you can join us next time. Bye for now.